couple months ago, you and your family made a trip to Jamaica. Um, why did you go? What was the purpose of that trip? So the purpose of the trip was um, a trial. Um, my husband had been murdered seven years before, and justice is justice is not swift in Jamaica. And so the trial of the two men accused of his murder um, was finally happening. And so all five of my kids and I went down to Jamaica to attend the trial. Before we went, we were full of anxiety and dread. And it was really, um, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what we were going to hear or see. And so, and it had really brought up a lot of emotions that had kind of settled after seven years. Um, and so all of us were kind of in a high anxiety state about this. And so um, the first night we were there, the night before the trial, uh, we had the, a counselor with us, actually, and she had us sit down and read Psalm 116. And we all found that so appropriate to what we were going through and so helpful to just kind of calm our souls and, and our feelings. So um, I'm just going to read Psalm 116. It says, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of the people. Precious in the sight of the Lord. <laughs> is is the death of his faithful servants. Mm. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So we read this psalm and then... Um, we just went around and talked through what parts of the psalm had stood out to us. And it really, um, it helped to see kind of where everybody was at and to notice um, that people were at different places, like different things stood out to people. Um, the thing that stood out to me that first night was the first part. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. And it just helped me remember um that God had been with me this whole time. I cried out to him and he had answered in the past. And so I could rest knowing that he would continue 
to answer and be with us through um, the coming week. A couple of my daughters said uh, that this verse, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you, for that you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And they said, again, just to remember that God has been with us and to rest in that um, because he has delivered us. And in some ways, it was hard that this trial had taken seven years because um was just bringing up feelings that had kind of settled. But in another way, it was nice because we had the foundation already that we knew that the Lord was going to see us through. And so even though this was going to be a really hard week and we were going to hear things we didn't want to hear, um, we had the confidence that God was going to be with us throughout the week as we returned from court back to the hotel every day. We kind of read through this psalm again and different things would stand out to us and it just gave us a point to start a conversation um, so we could read this and start the conversation. And I'm really, I am identifying with this today, or I'm not really feeling how the psalmist was feeling about this. I'm still more, maybe more in the lamenting where this psalm is coming from a point of, I have lamented and I'm coming out of that. And so we just found it just so really helpful just to have this as a point to start a conversation. What did this psalm or this experience teach you about God? What what has been some of the outcomes from this difficult week? Yeah, the outcome has been that it's okay to be crying out to God, that it's God expects this life to be hard, and He doesn't expect us to pretend to be enjoying all of it. Um, and we can complain and tell them we don't like his plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that we recognize that his loving kindness is just the foundation of everything we go through and that we can rely on him. He's gracious and righteous and full of compassion and he delivers us and this psalm also mentions, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living, which reminded me of Psalm 27, which was one of the verses that I really um, clung to in the first several years because it says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that was a verse I really clung to. So I appreciated um, kind of the, that theme um, showing up here again. It taught us, again, this verse, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you, to just remember that. So reading this psalm, I think, really helped us see what God was doing in the rest of the week, because like I said, we arrived there so anxious and, and full of dread. And um, this calmed us and gave us a foundation, but it helped us to see the ways that God was working through other things. And we were able to point those out. Um, the fact that as we arrived the first day and we were wandering around, there were several buildings, we didn't know which building we were supposed to be in, and the prosecuting attorney 
um, just happened to be coming in at the same time. And she recognized us as probably the people associated with this trial because we were white. And um, so she told us where to go. And just the fact that one of them, one of the perpetrators decided to plead guilty. And so the process was shortened and um, we got to hear his confession. It just worked out the best it could have in that circumstance. And we were able to just see how God was taking care of us. The fact that we got to come back to the hotel early a lot of days and hang out by the pool in Jamaica, I mean, that's not a hard thing. And um, we got to have a lot of family time and um, just really process things together. Um, the detective that had investigated the case seven years ago had been consistently promoted and was now uh, stationed in Kingston, which is several hours away from where we were. Uh, and so just the fact that he was there local and we got to go to his office and give our victim impact statements. And we just saw God working in so many ways, um, taking care of us and um, just giving us uh, the best situation that it could be. And we just appreciated that. And I think, um, again, just having this psalm to, to help us remember that God was working in this whole situation. Maybe if you don't mind, share a little bit more of that, how you lamented. Was it individual? Was it corporate as a family group? What did maybe, can you put a little like, what did that look like? Did you read the psalm together and pray together? Or? Yeah, yeah, we would read this psalm together um, during that week. Now, in the past, we hadn't really done a lot of corporate lamenting. It, it, it was a more individual. But uh, we have a pretty open conversation continuing you know, on. It's always okay to talk about that, and it's always okay to talk about um, where you're at. And so... Um, that's been something we've talked about in the past. Are you a journaler? I am actually not. You're usually, not a journaler? Not usually a journaler. So was it helpful just to talk out loud with your family members? Yeah. Okay. That yeah. was kind of how the process looked. Yep. What was your counselor's role? Just to prompt and she'd, uh, she'd say, okay, I'm going to lasso you in and we're going to talk about this. So she just really forced us to talk about uh, the impact it was having and talk through our feelings. And it was um, really great to have her there. We had um, we had talked about doing Zoom calls. And, and as Callie was talking to her, my daughter Callie, her, Callie's boss overheard and said, I'll pay for her to go with you. And so, and that turned out to be so great. Just, it was more um, casual. She could talk to each of us individually and talk to us as a whole. And it was, um, yeah, it was really a blessing to have her there with us to help us process. Why did you want to share this story with our church? Well, this happened at the beginning of January, this trip. And this was just such a big part of our processing during that week, this coming back to Psalm 116, reminding ourselves through the trauma that God is our foundation. And then that the week I came back, we started the Psalms lamenting series. And I thought, 
oh, I have a real world example of where this works, where you lament and you cry out to God, and then you come to a place where you can praise. And so um, I just thought it was so appropriate to what we were talking about in church. So. so would you say you have a deeper trust in God now through the process of lamenting? Yes. If you don't get stuck in the complaining, it's okay to complain and it's okay to tell God you don't like it. Um, but these Psalms help you come through to the other side and say, yes, I don't like your plan, but I'm not God and I will trust you that you know what you're doing. Many of the Psalms of Lament start with how or why. And then the answer is like, I don't get a specific answer to that question, but but I've learned you're good. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, why would this specific situation happen? I don't know. I don't get that answer, but I end with a different answer, which is you're still good. Did you yeah. learn? Did you see oh, that or absolutely. learn that in, se in seven years? Have you cried out to God? Why? Oh, absolutely. And what, what answer has he given you? Well, he hasn't given me the answer of why, for sure. Um I remember saying right away, God, I know you have a plan. I don't like this plan. And I think you could have come up with a better plan. Um, so I still don't know why. It doesn't make sense. Um, but yes, I have learned that even when I don't know why, I can trust that God has a plan. My son was angry for quite some time. And then we talked about... Um, the verse that says, God works all things for the good of those who love him. And this didn't feel good. And we don't know how it's worked for the good, but now we see, um, we see good that's come from it just in our own personal lives, uh, in the growth of our faith and, um, in the salvation of my middle daughter, Callie. Um, could she have been brought to her knees a different way? Yes, but this is the way God chose. And so we have definitely seen the good that's come of it. Do we wish he could have done it a different way? Absolutely. Um, but we do have the faith that he will bring good from it. Verse 5 is beautiful. Like he cries out to the Lord for four verses. And then verse 5 is this declaration of who God is. Gracious, righteous, and merciful. Like he didn't probably feel those three things. A few verses earlier, he probably was pretty, you know, like the pangs of death, the snares of death encompassed me. And it was through the, maybe you could say like through the snares of death that he learned God's gracious, he's righteous, and he's merciful. And that's a beautiful testimony. Those are, those are the answers God gives you, not the why, but more yeah. is who I am. Absolutely. This, sometimes you read these and you think that the psalmist is talking about he's in danger of his own death, but it's the death of somebody else that entangles you um, and causes anguish and overcome by distress and sorrow. But you can call on the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. And he is gracious and righteous and full of compassion. And he will save you. And... You may not know why, but you know this, that God is full of compassion and righteousness and graciousness. You're right. And so you've, through this terrible tragedy, you've learned to a greater depth 
that God is gracious, righteous, and merciful. And Absolutely. It's, and is it fair to say that may have been God's plan? That may have been the why. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting too, because here's what I know of your story. Like when we first met, it was like, don't ever ask Sarah to talk. Like she's she would never get in front of a camera or a microphone. Seems like God's transformed you. Oh my God. You seem yes. like a different person I in some ways. I'm a completely, almost a completely <laughs> different person. Part of it was because when I went into when I went into missions on my own, and I almost didn't do it because I was like, God, hello, I can't talk. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had I had to. The way it worked out, like I started with small groups and I started where I was sitting down and we were just talking, you know, I wasn't standing up and then I got to where, okay, I could stand up in front of some people and then, and then I could do, you know, it just step by step. It's like, okay, I survived that. I guess I could do this. And then eventually standing up in front of 900 people talking about talking. So Randy would be so proud of you. Yeah. He would. For sure. 